what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. Yes, I want to grow this church, but I am not going to trim the message to do it. I'm going to preach the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ because Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. The book of 1 Samuel, chapter 30. 1 Samuel, chapter 30, beginning with verse 6. 1 Samuel 30, verse 6, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abiathar brought hither the ephod to David, and David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them without fail, recover all. I just want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes. And David encouraged himself in the Lord. David encouraged himself in the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for every person that's under the sound of my voice today. Lord, I thank you for the message that you have given me. But Lord, I dare not embark upon this message without asking for the anointing of your Spirit. Lord, I have studied things this week. And I ask, Lord, that you bring back things to my memory. But, Lord, even as I attempt to preach this word today, Lord, form every word in my mouth. I don't know what problems may lie within the hearts of your people, but, Lord, you know. I ask, Lord, that you would steer the message in their direction today, that questions may be answered. Lord, that your people might be drawn closer to you. And Lord, we're careful to give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. Give me a few minutes, if you will, to bring us up to speed of the events of which I've just read to you. For the past 16 months, David has been out of the will of God. For 16 months, he was over in the land of the Philistines. Saul was trying to kill him, came out after him on two different occasions. 
with 3,000 men of war trying to kill David. And on both of those occasions, God turned it around and worked it in David's favor. David had the opportunity to kill Saul, but he didn't do it. And despite all of that, the Bible says that David said in his heart, there's nothing better for me than that I should go into the land of the Philistines. And that he did. He's got 600 men that are following him along with their wives and their children. Could it have been as many as 1,200 to maybe even 2,000 people who are following David at this particular time. And he goes over to Achish, the king of Gath, and makes an agreement with him, if you will give me a place to stay, me and the 600 men, their wives, their children, give us a place to stay. Then I'll serve you. I'll fight for you. And the king gave David a little place called Ziklag, which was right outside the city, but yet it was right on the border of Judah, right in the middle. And during this 16-month period of time, David would make incursions into different territories. He would conquer different groups of people, the Geshurites, the Gezrites, the Amorites, nations which had been in that area in times past. David would go in and kill every man and every woman, take of the spoil, come back to King Achish, and say, I have attacked the Israelites. And here is the spoil, here is the evidence. He left no one alive. No one alive who could identify him and his men. David has come in and destroyed our little village. No one could go back and tell King Achish what David was up to. And David lied. He lived a lie for 16 months. The sweet singer of Israel who wrote over half the Psalms, the Lord is my shepherd. And yet he stands with a sword in his hand, killing innocent women, men, right on down to even the little children. This is the level that David had sunk to.
It all comes to a head when the princes of the Philistines gather the armies together against Israel. And King Achish rides up beside the princes of the Philistines. And here is David with his 600 men of war. And the princes of the Philistines said, What do these Hebrews here? We don't want these men fighting with us, lest they turn on us in the midst of the battle. So King Achish sends David away. He rides back to Ziklag, him and his men. He comes back to a moonscape. Everything is destroyed. There's not a building standing. Their wives and their children taken captive to be sold as slaves, which is worse than death. What do you do? When everything you've worked for is ashes, your family, your loved ones are gone, and the people closest to you now want to kill you. There are many of you listening by radio right now, that's where you're at. Everything you've worked for all your life is gone. Your family is gone. What do you do? The Bible says that David was greatly distressed. Yes, he had lost his house. Yes, he had lost his wives, his children, everything was gone, that's one thing, but when you've lost everything, it's important to have people around you to encourage you and to give you words to help you through those times. But yet the people closest to him, the Bible says that they spake of stoning David. Now, they didn't stone him, but they spake of stoning him. He was distressed. Of all the times, people should have been encouraging him. They spake of stoning him, words that bite, words of hate. Words that pierced through the soul of David. Biting hateful words that would be played over and over in his mind for days. People that he loved. People that he was trying to lead and help. And now they want to kill him. 
And David encouraged himself in the Lord. How do you do that? First of all, you've got to take an an assessment of the situation. Look at your situation and determine what got you in the mess to start with. And be honest with yourself. Everything that had happened, it was all David's fault. He should have never went over there to the land of the Philistines. But he did. And now he finds himself in that situation. And let me say this, God allowed it. You see, God loves us as his children. And when we do wrong, The Apostle Paul said in the book of Hebrews, if the Apostle Paul did write the book of Hebrews, despise not the chastening of the Lord. And if God does not chastise you, then you are not His child. And God has to bring chastisement upon David to get his attention. I wonder what it will take to get some folks' attention. I have seen situations and I've looked at it and I said, Well, when so-and-so in that family dies, that's really going to grab this person's attention and they'll turn to God and... They didn't turn to God, if anything, it drove them further away from God. What does it take to get our attention? God knew what to do to get David's attention. He lost everything. David had to look at the situation and realize that he was at fault. And David had to repent for his lack of faith. You see, the prophet Gad came to David and told him to stay in the land of Judah. Judah, the place of the sacrifice, You see, there was no sacrifice over there in the land of the Philistines. The sacrifice points to Christ and what Christ would do for us at Calvary. When you get right down to it, the reason David was in the mess he was in was because of a lack of faith in the sacrifice. In today's terminology, a lack of faith in the finished work of Christ. And that today is the great sin of the church. 
church. We want to grow the church, but if you preach the cross, it will offend people and they won't come back. Preacher, you preach too hard, you get too loud. You preach on sin and you're negative and people won't come back. Yes, I want to grow this church, but I am not going to trim the message to do it. I'm going to preach the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ because Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Preachers today won't preach the cross. It offends people. When there's a lack of faith in the finished work of Christ, it leads to other sins, which David needed to repent for his lack of faith. He had to repent for other sins, sins that he was practicing. Leaving Judah and going over into the land of the Philistines. Fraternizing with the enemy. Murder. Lying. The list goes on and on. Sins that he was practicing. Let me tell you something today. If you're sitting here in this service and you are practicing sin... You need to repent and ask God to forgive you because you cannot encourage yourself in the Lord when there is sin in your life. Now I know this goes against the hyper-faith movement. This grace revolution today that says, oh, just live any way you want to live. You don't have to ask God to forgive you. Let me ask you something, sir. If you say something to your wife that's wrong, what do you think your quality of marriage is going to be? God help you. I know better than to say some things around my wife. And all the husbands in the house said... There's just certain things that ought not to be said. God help our children today. When they grow up in an environment and mom and daddy can't get together and they're constantly fussing and fighting and bickering and complaining. If you want your marriage to be of good quality, when you do wrong, you ask forgiveness. And you... Try to do a little better. And the same goes with your relationship with God. Your relationship with God will not be of the quality as it ought to be when there is sin in your life and you've not repented of it and you've asked God to forgive you of it. All right, David encouraged himself in the Lord. In the Lord. You can't be encouraged in the things of God if you're never in and around the things of God. What do you mean by that, Brother James? Well, 
It's hard to encourage yourself in the Lord when you don't go to church as you ought to. When you do not surround yourself with the things of God at home. Surround yourself with friends who are Christian. Get in a Christian environment. Get in a godly environment where the Holy Spirit can, can move. David encouraged himself in the Lord. There's another thing I want to point out here, and it's this. David was called the sweet singer of Israel. He was a musician. He wrote over half the Psalms. The biggest book in the Bible. And you think of this. God dedicated more time and space to music in the Bible than He did anything else. Why? Is God just sitting up there getting something out of our praise and worship? Praise and worship is more for you than it is God. Because when you begin to praise and worship God, it reciprocates back to you. And I imagine David took his harp and he began to play. He began to sing. Well, I just feel like something good is about to happen. Well, I just feel like something good is on the way. He's promised that He'd open all of heaven. And brother, this may be that very day. When God's people humble themselves and call on Jesus. And they hear from heaven expecting as they pray. Well, I just feel like something good is about to happen. And brother, it could be that very day. Glory to God. Glory to God. Did the problems leave? No, the problem is still there. But now he's praying to one and he's adding music to it. He's talking to one who can solve his problem. He's praising one who can bring him through the situation. Let me tell you something today, folks. If you'll just start praising and worshiping God in the midst of your trial, in the midst of your problem, he'll roll back the darkness. He'll roll back the depression and he'll deal with you and you'll feel feel like you're walking on clouds of glory. Just start praising God. Listen to godly music. Start singing praises under His name. Next. David said to Abiathar the priest, verse 7, you need a good godly pastor that will encourage you and give you advice according to the Word of God. 
Now let me tell you, that's getting hard to find. You've got plenty of preachers out here who will sit down and counsel you, but it's not according to the Bible. You may say, Brother James, I ain't got a pastor, I ain't got a preacher. I know there's some here today that are looking to church. Many of you listening by radio, you're looking to church, you don't have a preacher. Let me tell you, the Bible says we have a great high priest that we can go to who's been touched with the feeling of our infirmities. What are you saying, James? I'm saying this. If you don't have a preacher to go to, go to Jesus. He's the one who can solve your problem. He's the one who can do anything. And then David told the priest to bring hither the ephod. What is that? Come back next week and I'll tell you. today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMET community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.